We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. AccuWeather Forecast. I'm Sally Trimming for AM860, The Answer. And I'm on. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD. I got Ken with me again this morning. Love the music, Doc. Love the music today. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. Now, that's, uh, you know, grave and serious stuff there because we're celebrating the return of the resilience space capsule that SpaceX shot up into space three or four, three or four days ago. Came down last night. I heard I the sonic boom. It's sonic boom at 7 p.m. Yeah. And it scorched the capsule. 3,500 degrees reentry heat on the capsule out, out exterior. Uh, but they were snug inside. They had these uh, air-conditioned spacesuits on. And, uh, Ken, this is really cool. They went higher than anybody has been since the Apollo mission, you know, the moonshot mission. They were 360 miles above the Earth. They circled 15 times a day. And so they did 45 orbits around the Earth at, at, a, at an altitude that was higher than even the space station. Pretty so cool. cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see the video. And, and you know, they're floating around up there and, and making jokes and uh, tossing M&Ms back and forth to, <laughs> to eat. <laughs> I loved it. And but by the way, this was also a charitable event for St. Jude's Hospital, which is the Children's Cancer Hospital in Tennessee. That uh, You know who founded that? Uh, Danny Thomas. Danny Thomas, that's right. Yeah. And, and his daughter is still involved in that charitable uh, organization, and she's done some spots on TV. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Danny Thomas was a comedian and an actor back in the 50s and 60s, and uh, he actually had a show, The Danny Thomas Show. He had a lot of shows. He was a big producer of shows, too. He was a big producer. and uh, Like the Dick Van Dyke Show, that's the kind of stuff. That was all his. I think uh, Andy Griffith was uh, one of his productions as well. Yeah, he was a big man in the in the business. And the St. Jude's Hospital does a lot of good work. Uh, they they take care of their kids for free, and they even have a hotel for the families to be put up in for free. And everything's taken care of, so it's a, it's a real good uh, real good thing. It's a it's a good organization, and I'm glad that they uh, did it for a purpose other than to just go into space. Although, and how much have they raised for them right now? A hundred million so far. Wow. Hundred million. That's 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 not know, bad. <laughs> that's not chump change. Yeah. I mean, I could I could live off of that for a while. You know, the only thing that scares me about this, uh, I, I'd go into space in a second. You know, if they offered me a ride, but I would like to have an astronaut on board the spacecraft. Well, you know, the whole thing was remote control. That's what bothers me about it. I well, want somebody there who can take control and do something. If you know, I've had so many computers crash on me in my lifetime. That I'd like to have somebody in there who knew what to do. Well, they did have one person who uh, had had pilot training. I think he was an Air Force guy, and uh, you know the the 
ability to turn it over to manual control did exist if something happened on the ground. That, by the way, they were controlling it from Los Angeles. Well, that scares me, too. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> some homeless guy may wander in. Exactly. They didn't think coming out of L.A. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen out there. And I want that. Texans. I want I want Texans controlling me. I want Michigan control, you know, in Houston. Uh, yeah, uh, that would be nicer, but uh, I don't know. Elon Musk is doing some pretty amazing things. He is. He really is. And it really was an historic mission, but it was the first mission without an astronaut. That is history. And did, did you know that uh, uh, Tesla has invented a, a wiperless windshield wiper? It's a, some kind of a laser thing. That I had not heard of, really. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know how it works. My wife keeps me up to speed on all this. She's so now when your wipers break, it costs $500 to fix it instead of, you know, Not, 30. Oh, you know, <laughs> laser light. Probably go down to the, in, in a couple of years, you go down to Ace Hardware and pick up one. Probably. <laughs> it's it's getting to where everything's, you can just go buy it. You go to Amazon. And so it just, order it just evaporates the rain as it falls, I guess. Huh? I guess it does. Yeah. It's a pretty cool idea, though. Wow. So at any rate, kudos to the SpaceX crew uh, aboard the Resilience and to the money they raised for St. Jude's Hospital. So I'm talking with one of the nurses at the nurse's station yesterday. By the way, she does listen to the show. So uh, uh, she was all upset and concerned that the, uh, that the PCR tests for the COVID were not accurate and that they were being recalled. Well, actually, there's only one test that's being recalled that I know of. Uh, it was used widely in parts of California, and uh, I guess there were some false negatives. Now, you got to remember, there's 300 tests out there now worldwide to test for COVID, both by PCR and by the uh, by just the uh, antigen, the, the protein on the capsule or on the spike. Uh, you know, they swab your nose. That's the quickie. Those are about 80 to 90 percent accurate. And the PCRs, uh, if they're done right, uh, are pretty close to 100% accurate, uh, Ken. So, but I don't want anybody to think that the PCR is not accurate. There was one test out of 300 that was recalled by the uh, FDA. Now, this is an unusual, Ken. You know, we see medications and tests recalled by the FDA all the time, all the time. And we just don't hear about it because most of it's below the, our radar, below our interest level, and the, the press doesn't pick up on it. Of course, anything with COVID is a big deal. But we don't want people thinking that there are inaccuracies. And by the way, I was telling Ken before the show that one of our station employees came down to the office with a upper respiratory tract infection, all scared because she thought she had COVID. And... I said, no, you don't have COVID. Uh, let's test your antibody levels and make sure you're you're adequately protected. She'd been around a little kid, and, you know, goes to daycare and comes home with a snotty nose and infects everybody in the house. And what are you going to do? I mean, you can't stop that. You got to be re-exposed to all the viruses that the kids are exposed to. Sure. So that happens. And so we did antibody levels on her. Now, in our lab, Quest Diagnostics, uh, the quantitative levels are between 1 and 20. I don't forget what the units are. And so uh, if it's over 20, they just say greater than 20, which means you got a ton of antibodies in your system. You're well protected. If it's less than 1, then you probably need the booster, uh, like today, 
and uh, 10, 10 is good, 10 is adequate. And you get around 10 and start falling, then I say get a booster. <clears throat> so uh, I told you that my levels were less than one. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're seeing Moderna has come out with a study because they have data from their, their study, uh, what, a year and a half ago that they started in the summer <clears throat> or a year ago almost a year and a half ago now. Yeah, it is. Uh, they started in the spring and they're seeing antibody levels falling. And so they're saying, you're going to need a booster. You're going to need a booster. Now there are studies out there, or at least one study I've seen that says that Moderna gives you a little bit more kick than the Pfizer. However, they don't know if it's because the Moderna was spread out a week later, it's the second shot, the booster or the second shot, and not the booster, but the second shot in the series. So we don't know if it's that, and some people are saying that there's more messenger RNA uh, in the Moderna dosage than in the Pfizer. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I can't find any studies to substantiate that. But at any rate, the bottom line is if, you're, if you get your antibody levels checked by Quest and you're 10 or below, you need a booster. If you're over 20, you can wait. 10 to 20, uh, you know, you're you're in a, a well-protected range. If you're under 10, does that mean you have no protection? No, it just means that if you come across a Delta virus and pick it up, you might be sicker a day or two uh, while you build up more antibodies. And uh, if you don't have any detectable antibodies like me, then I'm probably going to be sick for four or five days. But I took the booster, Ken. Ah, of course you did. <laughs> Well, it's recommended for folks 65 and over now, isn't it? Or Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. 35. 35? 35. I turned 35 yesterday. Oh, you did? <laughs> You're an old man now. I'm an old man now. So <laughs> then on top of that, uh, uh, one of these liberal uh, blogs said uh, that DeSantis, uh, one of his big donors was uh, this guy that is involved in the Citadel Investment Group and that they are the second largest investor in Regeneron. Well, <laughs> you know, I'll look this up. Do you know what the market cap is on Regeneron right now? I tell you, I don't have that information. What is it? Billion dollars. Really? No kidding. They're that big. And, and so uh, Citadel Capital holds uh, – uh, They've got a, a, a call, a, puts and calls are uh, their options that you buy and you have the right to purchase the stock at a future time or sell the stock at a future time at a fixed price. So you pay in advance if you want to see which way the stock's going to go and you think you can buy it for $10 and it's going to go up to 15 So when it hits 15 and you exercise your option and you buy the stock at 15 and and you've made uh, – 50% on your investment. So that's how that works. So they have $172 million in a call position, uh, which is chump change. I mean, it's nothing when you're talking about tens of billions of dollars in assets and in, in a company that's got an $80 billion market cap. $80 billion. <laughs> I did not know it was that big. That's obscene. <laughs> So and, and you know and the money's not even in the money is not even in the company yet. It's in it's in a fund uh, that that is run by the uh, big fund groups or the big uh, exchanges, and it says you give us this money and we'll give you the right to buy this at a certain point in time. 
and then if the if the transaction is made, then the money is sent over to Regeneron and all this kind of stuff. Wow, it's a lot of money. A lot of money. So, at any rate, guess what percentage of the eighty billion market cap this represents? Uh, I really couldn't even has uh, guess guess it something like that. What is it? Point less than one percent. Point zero zero two. So two thousandths of one percent of the market cap, and this is a big deal. And guess when they bought this? How long ago? 2011. So they, they've bought okay. a real long option. Yeah, they were in on it early. Yeah. And uh, and DeSantis wasn't even in the political spectrum then. He, I think he was still in the military. <laughs> well, they're going to attack this guy no matter what, because he's a, I'm, you know, he's a presidential look, hopeful. No matter what, he's going to get attacked. He, oh, yeah, they're going to go after him over the stupidest stuff. And and you know what? And they said that he's uh, downplaying and, and not advocating the vaccine. That's not true. He, he, he never said anything negative about the vaccine. He always said, get the vaccine. But if you don't get the vaccine and you get sick, he said, uh, we've got Regeneron. What's wrong with that? And now... The Biden administration is all upset because Florida is using the, uh, a huge amount of Regeneron. I don't know. We're probably 50 percent of the national uh, usages in Florida. And so now we're going to be spanked uh, because now Biden says that he's taking control of the Regeneron distribution around the country. And the states will get it on, an, on a, uh, a per capita basis. OK, let's see. Uh, Florida has the oldest population in the country percentage-wise, right? Yep. So it stands to reason that we have probably the sickest population when it comes to COVID because it attacks and kills mostly people who are older, mm-hmm. which, of course, is me. And, uh, and you're 35, so- Doc. We believe you. Oh, I am. Oh, that's right. It's not <laughs> – I, I am young. And so here's the here's the the crux of it. If you have uh, the oldest population in the country percentage-wise, and probably uh, after California, probably also and and hard number-wise, you're going to consume more healthcare resources than any other state. That's I very mean, logical. It, yes, it makes perfect sense. Because who who consumes the? Did you know that ninety five percent, ninety percent of the Medicare funds are consumed by five to ten percent of the of the Medicare population? Uh, it's just the people who get really sick. And and by the way, the the older people are going to the doctors more. Of course, we got more problems. We've got high blood pressure and cholesterol and diabetes and cancers. The old the more you live, the longer you live, the more likely you are to have cancer. The, the more likely you are to have anything because eventually you're going to die from something. But it's those end-of-life problems that are the most expensive. Oh, they are very expensive. They are out of control. I'm, I'm not going to say they're out of control. I'm just going to say that, that it's, it's, it's costly. The high-tech industry of medicine, uh, I mean, we are at the cutting edge of, of almost everything, you know? I mean whether it's uh, radiation, uh, x-ray, surgical interventions and techniques, robotics, uh, medications, pharmaceuticals, vaccines. Ken, we we are at the cutting edge of everything. We're using robots in the OR. Did you know that? 
I've uh, I've seen stories about that. I'm not sure how it works, but it, apparently it's safe. So um, they are they're long, uh, thin. I guess you would call them arms, little little you know, maybe five millimeter to one centimeter in di- in thickness arms, and they have uh, pickups and needle holders and scissors, and so you have an assistant who helps you and you, you make the incision, small incisions in the belly or the chest or wherever you're going to work. And you put your camera in a flexible, you know, fiber optic camera and uh, that's hooked up to a computer. And then you get the arms with the little instruments inside and the surgeon sits over in the corner at a computer and he's got his fingers in like these little joystick things. And and he works just looking. <laughs> he's flying a drone. He's just flying a drone. <laughs> he's flying a drone. That's what he's doing. So medicine is at the cutting edge, and of course, technology cost. It's expensive. So this this does. Uh, and the problem uh, is, everybody wants the best care they can get at that point in their lives. Of course, when you're passing away, you know what I mean. Yes, absolutely. And you, and and wouldn't you? Absolutely, sure. I don't care what it costs at that point. No, I don't care. I mean, I went and had an MRI of my neck and, and C-spine, and I'm sure that uh, Medicare is going to end up paying a grand easily for the, st- the studies. And uh, I don't feel guilty about it. And that's why uh, population declines on the younger, like the kids aren't getting married and having babies like we used to, and we need them in the system because they're paying into it with their weekly or monthly health insurance from their employers or whatever. And they're keeping the money coming in. They're not using it, but they're going to use it later in life. And there'll be another group of youngsters, hopefully, behind them. So if you if you don't have that continuation, you got problems. You got big problems, and and we also need to keep uh, older people uh, alive and healthy because you know it's the older elephants that remember where the water holes are. Exactly. <laughs> you need our knowledge, and uh, uh, this this is important that we. Uh, that we keep our older people alive and that we have something that uh, is meaningful and, and also keep us working, you know? There's a lot I to mean, be said for institutional knowledge. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm I'm delighted that I'm capable of, of still holding my own and and, uh, and going to work every day and, and having a, an impact on the population and, and being involved in this epidemic and uh, pandemic. And, you know, I just, I feel really really fortunate. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I can still do it. And I couldn't do it if we didn't have the health care system we have. I could not do it. How much of that is your just your DNA and genes, and how much of it is um, the health care, do you think? Well, I can tell you that my grandfather on my father's side died in his 50s, but mm. he was a smoker, and he probably had high cholesterol and high blood pressure and everything else. <clears throat> Ate, the, you know, real fatty Jewish diet, no doubt. <clears throat> My father lived to 85, my mother to 96. Um, my mother's mother died in her 40s from pneumonia. <clears throat> and my mother's father, I'm sure, died early, too. <clears throat> well, you've Excuse got some good DNA in there, then. Your parents lived for a long time. So. Yeah, uh, uh, well, uh, but you got to remember now that uh, you're also uh, uh, some aggregate of your health problems, trauma, uh, diabetes, hypertension, all these other things. And so I had a broken neck and 
and effusion, and uh, th these are things that will shorten your lifespan. You know, they interfere with your ability to age and age gracefully. And but, just eating healthy, is that probably the best thing we can actually do for ourselves? No, eating less. Eating less? Eating less. This healthy eating is a bunch of BS. Okay. You're it's my guy. I love it. <laughs> Listen, if you ate 1,000 calories of bacon a day and stayed active, your cholesterol would be perfect. <laughs> Believe it or so not. So it's a combination of the two. Yeah, it's a combination. But, you know, people say, well, I'm eating healthy, doctor. Yeah, but you're... Your BMI is over 30, and that means you're morbidly obese, your body mass index, which is calculated by your weight and your height. And so I say, it doesn't matter what you eat. Just eat less. You like pizza? Eat one piece. Don't eat three. Don't eat two. Eat one and get up and go. You don't need all that food. And, uh, of course, Just, the white. If it was anything else but pizza, Doc. Any, I know. It's so hard. <laughs> When I was a kid, it was potato chips, and then as I grew older, it was pizza, and now it's Swiss cheese sandwiches. Really? Okay, you're addicted to Swiss cheese now. I had one year in high school, I went the whole year eating nothing but Swiss cheese sandwiches and bananas. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> my, my, my mother said, hey, he's all right, leave him alone. <laughs> and she was right. She was right. And, you know, uh, our our son, Zeke, he would not eat anything healthy growing up. He he lived from cookie to cookie. We didn't know how he grew. <laughs> we didn't know. But I guess he snuck a hot dog or a hamburger here and there. The kid's six foot tall. He never gets sick. <laughs> he's He's got allergies like the rest of the family, but uh, he hardly ever gets sick. And he's uh, fit as a fiddle, skinny as a rail, muscular. So I don't know, you know, this is a bunch of baloney. And I was talking with one of the therapists uh, years ago, and he said, Bill, it doesn't matter their diet, kids. There's no studies to show that a good diet, quote, quote, you know, healthy diet or organic diet or whatever, it makes any difference in the outcome of children when they're adults in their intellect and in their health or anything else. I mean, there just isn't. It doesn't exist. My, da way, my daughter, I think, spent uh, four years in college and ate nothing but pizza rolls. So and she's fine today. She's doing fine. Yeah. So, you know, come on. Let's let's not get all. Yeah, I, don't. I know. When I was a kid, I used to drink out of the hose. Now they say you can't do that anymore. But. No, you can't do that anymore. And, uh, you know, I, my intestines are lined with rubber, which is good. <laughs> so I don't absorb anything. <laughs> <laughs> All the things we did as kids you can't do anymore, and we all seem to survive somehow. Somehow we made it. Used to play in the dirt and all that, and no problem. No, it's just ridiculous, you yeah. know. Now everybody's so germ conscious, and all the kids are uh, are now not exposed to what they used to be exposed to. But Isn't uh, that part of exercising your immune system, being I exposed so. to things like that? Yep, I think so. And and I think that uh, it's important to remember that you can't escape a lot of this. I mean, you know, you go to daycare now, they, you know, they push all the kids into daycare and they all got snotty noses and give each other everything. How are you going to stop that? I mean, we're herd animals. Yeah, and should we stop it? No, no. I mean, you know, you get the vaccines that come along for all the things. I mean, we, listen, there's there's a tremendous uh, improvement in our health just through vaccinations, Ken. We're living longer because people died all the time from, you know, 
uh, meningitis. Now we've got vaccines for meningitis. People died from polio. Now we don't have polio anymore. We've, we've gotten rid of it because of the vaccines, tetanus, typhoid. Remember typhoid, Mary? Sure. Yeah. We, yeah. And people uh, were just deadly afraid of it. Yeah. So many diseases that we have cured and we're in good shape now because we, um, have vaccinations, antibiotics. We have antibiotics. We have infusion therapy now. We've got blood products. I mean, people used to bleed to death when they had an ulcer. They died from blood loss. Now we give you some blood and stick a scope down your throat, and we can uh, we can zap it and uh, cut off a you know a little bleeder artery, and it's it's all too cool. And you don't have as many people with uh, GI bleeds with uh, ulcers anymore because of of uh, all the anti-acids, the, the H2 blockers and the proton pump inhibitors like Protonics and Prilosec and all these things, Omiprazole, you can get over the counter. And that's why you've made it to the ripe old age of 35. That's right. And, <laughs> I, and, I, and I haven't had any blood coming out lately, so. I'm, that's I'm, good. I'm in always, good shape. Always good to keep the blood inside the body. Yes, we like that. So. Moderna says that, uh, as I was telling you, that uh, the antibody levels are falling. So you need to come in and get a booster. And it doesn't matter whether it's Pfizer or, or Moderna. doesn't matter which one you got. They're exactly the same. You include they're, J&J in that? J&J, you can come on in. And I would say if you got J&J, I would recommend that you get a Pfizer or a Moderna booster. You'll get more kick out of it. So I think that uh, we've got the Moderna open, and I, I told you I got the 80 minus 80 degree freezer, so we're going to get the Pfizer too, uh, and we'll have that available. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the Regeneron monoclonal antibody because the president's getting in the way of this, but I don't know. We might have some court cases. I'm sure that uh, several of the states that are being punished. Well, to put for, it out there per capita is silly. Florida, you, Texas. You put it where you need it. Yeah, put it where you need it. And if we're if we're ordering it and other states aren't, then so be it. Yeah, they're <laughs> sticking their nose in this for. They've screwed this up anyway. Politicians and medicine just doesn't seem to mix very well, does it? No, I. You know, you you can't have uh, you can't have these guys telling us what to do and when to do it. I mean, this is just utterly ridiculous. They don't know. Yeah, I they're know. not. They're, they're not scientists. Should have been between, it should have been between you and your doctor to begin with. That's right. And um, and I think that I should be the one doctor that you should come to for this. And I'm at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. And you know what, Ken? I hear some ominous music. I do, too. Let's go grab a cup of Joe, change that Depends, and we'll be right back on <laughs> With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Witnesses say an explosion targeted a Taliban vehicle in the provincial city of Jalalabad, the second such deadly blast in as many days in an ISIS stronghold. The Taliban and ISIS are enemies and fought each other even before the Taliban seized control of Afghanistan last month. 
Witnesses say today's blast targeted a vehicle of the border police, which is now run by the Taliban. Initial reports indicate at least five people were killed. Mourners in California said prayers and their final goodbyes yesterday to three Marines killed in last month's bombing in Afghanistan. Lance Corporal Kareem Nakui, Corporal Hunter Lopez, and Sergeant Nicole G were amongst 13 U.S. troops killed in the blast. And forecasters say Tropical Storm Peter formed this morning in the Atlantic Ocean. It's off the Leeward Islands. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser. Doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. Tired of high risk with little reward? Worried another friend will con you into a hotel lobby to pitch a pyramid scheme? Brad says his day trade strategies are working, yet you just spotted him 10 bucks at national aviation academy you can learn to work on and maintain aircraft in as little as 14 months call 800-659-2080 or visit wingmenwanted.com no hedge fund is blocking this trade get it visit wingmenwanted.com for more information about our statistics visit naa.edu slash consumer information impact mortgage corp tv a cash call mortgage and the mls ID one two eight two three one equal housing lender not licensed in all states including new york offer based on loans over two hundred fifty thousand dollars call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions what's better than a mortgage interest rate and apr in the twos how about a no closing cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and apr in the twos That's right. We have no closing cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today. Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. 
That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. AM860, The Answer. Online at theanswertampa.com. Odyssey. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. It'll be cloudy today with a thunder shower, high 87. Humid tonight with plenty of clouds, low 77. Then partly sunny to start tomorrow. Clouds move in. A couple showers and a thunderstorm will be around mainly later. Monday's high 90. Clouds break for a time tomorrow night and Tuesday. Mostly cloudy. A couple showers and a thunderstorm, high 87. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Sally Sherman for AM860, The Answer. And we're back. This is Dr. Bill with Ken by my side. And we're having a, a pretty good show today, I think. We're touching a little bit of this and that. And by the way, did you hear about Michael Sussman, the former partner with Perkins Cole, who also represented Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016, lied to the FBI and the Trump uh, probe, and now the uh, special counsel, remember Durham? Remember that name? Sure, yeah, well, absolutely. By uh, the uh, attorney general back during Trump's uh term in office, and he has continued on with his investigation. So Sussman has been indicted for lying to the FBI. No, no. I'm shocked. I'm just shocked. That, <laughs> that was an outrageous story from the beginning, you know. Just, you know, <laughs> just, you know. how does CNN get away with this crap? It's how, on cable. It's not regulated. It's not regulated, so they can say whatever they Pretty want. Pretty much, yeah, it's on cable. That's why the network news, you can often believe them more than you do on cable because they, they are regulated by the FCC and can be hit with some very substantial fines. But cable, cables a different it's story. the old west out there. You can say whatever you want. And so, uh, you know, Attorney General Barr had appointed Durham and Durham's going after people. Uh, the wheels of justice turn slowly, but somebody's going to have to pay for all that nonsense that, uh, that these left-wing loonies and instituted to try and get rid of uh get rid of president trump and now i heard people talking about trying to get rid of joe biden no no we don't want that <laughs> we don't we we don't want kamala harris in there well you got a point there doc. <laughs> so, you know you Listen, Joe's going to have a hard time getting a lot of his legislation through because the Senate is already balking, and there's even some uh, some blue dog, or as they call them, blue dog Democrats. Um, they're 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 upset. Yes, yeah, they're upset, and they don't they don't want to see this much money because their constituents are moderate, middle of the road Democrats. You know, they're not left wing loonies. So it's going to be interesting to see how. How that fight plays out, but I don't see a three point five billion or trillion uh, bill making it through. Do you? I don't no, I don't. But the, the 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 classic political ploy, and they all do it. I mean, I've seen it done a hundred times in my news career. You ask for a lot more than you ever expected to get. Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, and then that way uh, you you look like you're compromising and you're a good guy. Exactly. And uh, okay, well, everybody got what they. Okay, he only gets a trillion. Well, that's I'm relieved. It's only a trillion. <laughs> I, 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 I can help handle that. <laughs> if you want to put me in charge of the funds. <laughs> we throw trillions around like we used to throw billions around. I know. It's unbelievable. It is. It, it just is unbelievable. And now they're having a big fight because Mitch McConnell says, and the Republicans and the senators saying, 
we're not raising the debt limit. And the debt limit's been raised, I don't know, 50, 60 times since World War II. And so the, the Democrats are saying, well, that's ridiculous. We always raise the debt limit, which is probably true, but, you know, we don't want to give them. <laughs> well, they can do it themselves. The Democrats can do it themselves. They don't need a Republican's vote for that. Well, in the Senate, they do. Uh, does it have to be 60? I think I thought this one just had to be um, 50 with the vice president or the uh, vice president voting in favor of it. I thought well, it was a simple majority for this one. Yeah, that, that's probably true. Um, but I, I think that there are a couple of senators like Joe Manchin who are not for raising the debt limit at this point in time. Of course, you know, it could just be posturing, too. Exactly. Yeah. Raise it too much. We can't have the U.S. go broke, and everybody knows it, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to get raised. It always does. But there's always this posturing every time. Every time there's posturing, and uh, I guess that's just part of the – you ask for more than you're going to get, and you promise less than you're going to give. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll see how that works out. <clears throat> now, the 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 other th- side of the of the Pacific and China, Evergrande, which is the second largest property uh, developer and management company in China, is going broke. They're like 300 billion plus in debt, and they've got a uh, a huge uh, payout coming up on their bonds this week. <laughs> you know what they're doing, Ken? They've got all these half-completed projects, apartments and condos, all over the new big cities in China. So they're offering property to their investors uh, for in, in lieu of money, in lieu of payment. And their <laughs> so you can get an unfinished apartment if you invested in Evergrande. If you have a significant investment. You can get an unfinished apartment in a brand new, spanking, shiny new Chinese city. And, uh, you know, I wish I had invested in Evergrande. <laughs> I wanted to have a little vacation spot in southern China. There's some nice landscape. Sounds in, like they're and, going to the bartering system over there. So Yeah, it's turning into a bartering system. And the Chinese are, uh, you know, the central government. We had talked about this on the show before that the central government was tightening up because uh, they didn't really have good regulatory mechanisms in place for their investments, investment banks. And so they're closing down all these big investment banks that are that are kind of shaky uh, before they have a complete collapse. But their economy is suffering, too. You know, it's 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 and you know how I can tell they're really suffering. I start getting text and uh, messages on WhatsApp and uh, in my emails from from the vendors over there, from the salespeople that I had contacted over the years for the toenail gel, and also for my LED sign, and I bought a few other things over there. That was back before Trump imposed all of those uh, ridiculous tariffs and messed up my whole my whole scheme of importing everything I could from China. <laughs> I got a Korean, but I don't have a Chinese yet, so <laughs> Korea but, will do. <laughs> I got a Chinese uh, LED sign out in front of the office. It's pretty cool. Everybody likes it. I'm going to put your picture on there, Ken. Is that the one you put in yourself? Yep. Yeah, we put right. it in ourselves. <laughs> Saved about $10,000 doing it, too. Doc on the backhoe there, digging the trench. Digging the trench, pulling the line, wiring it up. And then, then I rented a little uh, a little stand uh, behind uh, mobile forklift and picked the damn thing up. And walked it out there to the because you have to build a, an enclosure for it. You know, the city makes you build a monument uh, enclosure is what they call it. Mm-hmm. 
uh, basically it's a concrete base with a block up over and top and uh, and you have to have that. And of course, well, you have to. You don't want Hurricane with, Pete blowing it down or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Hurricane Pete blowing down, and you have to have these big uh, bolts that go through the concrete and blah 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 blah. So I walked that thing out there, and and uh, and we put it in. We ooched it off and scooched it in. It's pretty cool. You're man's man, Doc. You're man's man. Uh, a manly man, and I took it. I took my third dose of, of, of the vaccine, as you know. And we're going to go on a cruise, Ken. I'm going to still do the show, but we're going to leave October 18th or something like that. And so I'm going to give myself a booster shot, a half dose, October 1st. So I will have had four doses of the vaccine just to make sure. Where are you going? And we're going to go to. Um, the Mediterranean, we're going to fly to Venice and jump on a boat there and uh, hit a couple of spots on the uh, Dalmatian coast of a, the Adriatic. So I think we're going to Croatia and uh, uh, Zakar and then down to Greece, hit a couple of spots there, Olympic, Olympia, and then it's going to come back up the west coast of, uh, of Italy and stop at Naples and Rome and, you know, a couple of places. Have Alec. you been there before, to any of those places? Rome? I, I, I've been to the Adriatic. We, we drove from, uh, we stayed in, in Perugia for 10 days at a castle that uh, my friends Ken and Barbie rented. And so we all chipped in and there were several couples and we rented this old castle in Perugia up on the hill. Perugia's in central Italy, uh, on Lake Transamina, I think is how you pronounce it. Beautiful spot, just gorgeous. And it was about an hour, an hour and a half from Florence and maybe two hours from Rome. And and uh, uh, we went to Assisi and uh, several other cities. And there's a, a little country called San Marino that has been there since the 7th century. And it's on the uh, east coast of Italy, right over the Apennine Mountains. And that was about a two-hour drive three-hour drive, and we drove over there one day because it's the oldest continuous democracy in the world. And it, it was cited by Abraham Lincoln as a model that the United States should learn to follow, where everybody was included. And uh, 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 San Marino, St. Martin, he was a, a stonemason. He was on the other side of the, of the Adriatic when the Romans still had it. And he was doing uh, stonework over there in the harbors and stuff. The Dalmatian coast is Albania and Croatia and those countries there on that side of the of the Adriatic. The Adriatic's beautiful, by the way. So we, we actually we crossed we we have crossed the Apennine Mountains four times <laughs> in our various trips over there. Uh, so we did make it to Rome, but we hadn't haven't seen Naples or the Alicapri. So that should be interesting. Well, go to Pompeii. Don't forget to get to Pompeii while you're there. You got to go to Pompeii, and then you get, and then I think they stop at Monaco and a couple of cities in in southern France, and then it ends up in Barcelona, which is a great city. I've been there. It is a wonderful city, Ken. It's, it's a just, it's a whimsical. I, I took a cruise out of Barcelona. Isn't that a great city? It's a whimsical city. It is. It is. It's a wonderful place to visit. And if you ever go to Barcelona, make sure you go to the Dali Museum. Yeah. Not the Dali, but the uh, uh, the uh, uh, the Picasso Museum and the Dali's too. But the Picasso Museum, they have Picasso when he was 12 years old. 
He was a master at age 12. His drawings were as good as Leonardo da Vinci's. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And he was really quite an artist, one of the greats. At any rate, Barcelona is a great city, and I told you that when I was there last time, rented a, actually, I didn't rent a motorcycle, and we were staying at the Hilton, and uh, right on the water downtown. And uh, there were these two guys that were uh, that were making a film, a training film for Mercedes-Benz for the car dealerships in, in Europe. Uh, one was a guy from, uh, from Spain, and the other guy was from uh, Germany, and the guy from Spain... He had a motorcycle that just sat there all day, and he heard me on the phone trying to find where I can rent a motorcycle. And he said, hey, Doc. I said, yeah. He says, just use my motorcycle. I said, are you serious? He said, yeah. I said, well, I need helmets. So we jumped on his motorcycle and went to the store and bought two helmets. We rode the motorcycle all over the <laughs> We even went up to the, to, to the Citadel, which is the old fort in Barcelona. Oh, my gosh, what a tour of the city on motorcycle, weaving in and out of traffic, running over pedestrians. It was fun. <clears throat> Police chasing us. I loved it. Now, I think you need an international license, or you used to. I don't know if you need it anymore. But uh, we've driven through France, Italy, Germany. Uh, I've rode around Barcelona, um, the Netherlands. So we've driven all over the place. Kind of had fun doing it, too. That's a great course, place to travel. That that area. Well, in the Netherlands, and, and you don't you don't really need a car because you can ride your bike everywhere. And the trains <laughs> are so accurate. The trains are accurate too, uh, but she doesn't like trains. So, oh, what can you do? I love trains. Do you know that we racked up almost a thousand dollars worth of fines when we were in Italy? <laughs> <laughs> what what you do? Speeding fines. Oh. <laughs> And we paid them in case we ever went back. You know, <laughs> yeah, arrest me at the airport. Exactly. <laughs> They'll be waiting for me. <laughs> Thousand bucks to lay off the accelerator there, Don. Well, in in Padua, we didn't understand that if you didn't have a sticker, there are certain parts of town you couldn't park in. So we're driving all over Padua, looking around, and <laughs> everywhere we parked, we got a hundred dollar ticket. <laughs> we didn't. <know. laughs> we just dumb tourists. Yeah, well, you know, that's I got bills like that for roaming from my telephone because I didn't pay attention to what I was doing. Well, so Evergrande is uh, is in trouble, and if that goes under, it, it's going to be a big deal for China. Um, I don't know if the Chinese they'll probably bail them out. The central government will have to bail them out, just like we bailed out some of the companies back in the in the crash in oh seven oh eight, but. Uh, Still, it's a big deal for them. You know, that the second largest in, uh, real estate company in the country. Well, mm -mm. I mean, I've never really believed their financial figures when they release them anyway. Well. I mean, yeah. some of their gross natural product announcements were ridiculous, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you don't know because we don't have the, they don't have the same regulatory oversight that we have. And, and they look at the world differently. I mean, it's a different culture and uh, they've been that way for thousands of years. So we're not going to change them overnight. That's for sure. But look how far they've come since Nixon opened it up. What, 50 years ago? Yeah. 60 years ago. I mean, they have come so far. And uh, once you, once you've been to Paris, it's hard to keep them down on the farm. <laughs> That's an old saying, but an accurate one. And they have had the largest uh, 
mass exodus out of the country into the city ever by 10 times any other country, a hundred times. But they're also making enemies in the area. I told you that uh, Australia had made a deal with France, uh, a tentative deal to buy some conventional submarines. And then the United States and Great Britain said, hey, you know, come here, we got it. You don't want conventional. We, we want you to have nuclears. You've got to keep up with the Chinese. And that and sent so, the Chinese just crazy. They did not like hearing that. They did not like hearing that. And so France and China are mad at they actually pulled their diplomats out of uh, uh, the United States and Great Britain. Yep. You know that? They called them home. They did. They did it, and I'm sure that their diplomatic stations are still open and the underlings are there, but their they're head ambassadors, they called them home. They are all upset, and, of course, the Chinese are pitching a fit because they're slowly being encircled by people that do not want to see them take over the South China Sea and other parts of the, uh, of the Pacific uh, Basin. And you can't you can't blame them. I mean, look, uh, it's it's a free world, and fifty percent of the shipping goes through the South China Sea. And uh, if the Chinese claim it as theirs, then all of a sudden there's going to be impact fees. And if they're mad at you, they're not going to let your ships come through. And so all the shipping lines are going to have to. So if they get into a fight with uh, Nigeria, then all the Nigerian registered ships are going to have to register in Greece. And that's a big deal. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's a big, big deal. It is. You, but you, you, you pretty much just throw out maritime law when you do something like that. Yeah. I mean, you, you're just taking over and saying, listen, we're doing what we want to do with this with this South China Sea. And if you don't like it, you can go around, which is a long journey because you, you got to go all the way around Indonesia, Malay Peninsula and all that and you come back out. So you're adding another five, six, seven hundred miles to your journey, and that in, in increases your shipping costs. And, of course, the Chinese are like, well, that's okay, because now we can ship from our country much cheaper to the United States. <laughs> well, you know, then we'll just claim everything from the tip of Alaska all the way down to Hawaii and over to Mexico. That's a nice big chunk of ocean that'll be ours. Step yeah, in well, there, and we shoot you down. We might as well just take Mexico, too. Hell, everybody's well, moving on. Do we want to? Really? Did you see the border? Haitians, uh, people from Senegal and, and, and sub-Saharan Africa are, are coming across the border. How Some sort people... of rumor, I guess, started somewhere along the way that they could get in <laughs> just by walking over. I think Kamala went to Vietnam and, and they've got some kind of direct <laughs> line to all over the world. Hey, come on, we're wide open. I, I don't know where it's coming from, but it's out there somewhere. And now, and now, so now the the Chinese are losing South Korea because they got mad at South Korea uh, years ago when we put a missile defense system in there that they said could spy on their missiles. And we're like, we're not interested in spying on your missiles. We're just interested in shooting down anything Kim Jong Un shoots at South Korea. Exactly. Or, and so the, the Chinese cut off tourism and uh, had some other economic sanctions against South Korea. So guess what? The South Koreans are now looking at the Chinese in a more negative way than they looked at the Japanese. They're starting to warm up to the Japanese. So, And now, the, and there's, of course, there's Taiwan always in the mix. And I guess yesterday, just yesterday, the Chinese violated their airspace. Yeah, and, and, uh, and Taiwan's thinking about taking the Chinese to the World Trade Organization uh, over some patent infringements and some other things. And so the Taiwanese are they're pushing back. And, you know, they scramble their jets to intercept the uh, 
the, the mainland Chinese jets. Well, they also, they also turned on their missile defense systems on the land, so they, that's when the Chinese turned around. <laughs> yep. yep, they have their missile defense systems, and they've got their air-to-air jets up there, and uh, they've got this F-35s, which are nice jets. I mean, they're not F-22s, but they're pretty, pretty good jets. Well, how stealthy are they, you know? They're pretty stealthy. I mean, I think the F-22 is the stealthiest. Yes. I think the F-35, it's like the 117. It, it has almost no signature. But they say the F-22 has no signature, you know, the size of a, of a bee or yeah, a flock. It's, it's an incredible aircraft. We should build more of them. Yeah, we should. And we should take that $3.5 trillion and uh, put <laughs> $2 trillion of it into defense. Not a bad idea, yeah. Not a bad idea. So we've got the Chinese upset, France is upset, the United States, Australia, Great Britain are, are locking arms, and we're gonna, we're going to get the uh, get the Australians up and going with some nuclear subs, and that'll be a good thing. And then uh, the Biden administration, uh, they're being attacked by their own Defense Department now. The the War College uh, at the uh, at the military academy says. Judgments by the Biden administration were flawed, and the Taliban's return to power has exacerbated the terrorism threat beyond the level that existed when the decision to withdraw the U.S. forces was made. A close look at Afghanistan reveals that the United States has left the country with a a dynamic terrorism landscape posing local, regional, and transnational threats. That's from our own war college. From our own war college. <laughs> well, we knew this was a mess, Doc. You could see it play out every night on TV. And I called it early on. It was going to go that way. It had to. It had no other choice. It is just ridiculous. So uh, here's the here's the word for the day. Uh, do you know what an ask hole is? <laughs> oh, Doc, where are we going on this? Okay, what is it, Doc? A person who asks very annoying, annoying and inappropriate questions. Okay. Yeah. One minute of pretty much enough in the show. So <laughs> thought we were going to get to the end without causing me to go to a meeting tomorrow. No, we did our fight. That was fine. Don't worry about it. And you know what re-in- reincarnation is? What's that? That's reincarnating as a hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> reincarnation. <laughs> that one I kind of like. <laughs> And sarcasm is the gulf between the author of sarcastic wit and the person who doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll bring my joke book with me next week. Oh, man. We'll just do five minutes of jokes next week. <laughs> so, listen, I, I want to say, I want to reiterate that we've got the vaccine. We're going to try and get some uh, the monoclonal antibody, 727 6411. I want you to come on in. I also want to remind you that Ron DeSantis and his big donor uh, of the Evergreen Fund hedge fund, uh, it, that it's all a lie about DeSantis using the Regeneron because his buddy has stock in it. They don't have stock in it. They've got a very small amount of call options. That's it. So let's not let's not bash the governor on something that he's not guilty of. Okay. You know what glibido is? All talk and no action. I know one thing. You've got about 10 seconds left, Doc. Say goodbye. I'm saying goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at cancareclinic.com. 